You've tuned in to Never Better, a show that's never going to get any better. With me tonight are two people of whom I'm sure you've already grown incredibly fond. Craig Gray to my left. Greetings, greetings. That's two greetings. That is, now last time you said... Times two. What was it? So, I, I mean, I've made a, a, a pact that I'm never going to use the same intro. You did, and I'm, I'm guessing that comes with you keeping sort of a running tab of all the things that you've said so far. Right. So, I, 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 like I said, I, I, like I said last week, I listened to the whole discography all the way through uh-huh. so that I remember, <laughs> you know, what greetings that I've used. You said the whole discussion. You really only need to listen to like the first 30 seconds. I'm very thorough with my research, Spencer. Thank you. (laughs) Introduce Michael, please. I appreciate that about you. Michael Rios to my right. That's me. Sniffing. And I'm staying with the same one every time. That's that's you? That's me. That works. And I'm I'm Spencer Harris. This is going real well. (laughs) This is going so great. We just start a Patreon, you guys. Yeah. People who are really going to want to shell out some of the money that they earned at their job to listen to us do this. Greg. Yeah, go ahead. You mentioned having a couple of uh, items that you wanted to discuss today, Craig. I I did. Yeah, I've I've come with some material, some pre-written material uh, that I'd like to go over with you guys. I'd like to hear about candles. Well, so if if it's all the same to you, I would prefer to start with my near-death experience. Okay, in that case, I am going to put you on, the shot on a clock. timer. Yes, on the shot clock for a segment called, appropriately enough, Two Minutes of Craig. So let's see, two minutes on the timer. Three, two, one, begin. Okay, so I, I you know, I'm a bit of a narcissist in some ways in that I like to listen to myself talk. Mm-hmm. And um, this week, uh, a couple of days ago on Monday... I was at the gym and I was listening to the podcast. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, I was, I was doing dumbbell bench press. Okay. Mm, very listening, impressive. Listening to the podcast. I was using five pounds, Spencer, not impressive. <laughs> you no. didn't have to tell um, anybody that. Man. Yeah. Um, keep going, keep going. Minute 30. Anyway, so I'm doing dumbbell bench press. I'm, I'm halfway through a set and um, I laugh. The podcast makes me laugh. <laughs> And, you know, it was my, it was one of my jokes. Ah, I don't, I don't remember what we were talking about. I said a joke. It made me laugh. Um, and I nearly <laughs> dropped a 60 pound dumbbell on my face. Almost. Yeah. I had to, I, it, I buckled, had to bail out of the set. Ooh. Cause I was listening to the podcast. Did you go back to one or it was a failed set? <laughs> it was a failed set. Ooh. So, I mean, we've been doing this podcast for, what is this? Episode four? Episode four. Yeah. So nary a month. Mm-hmm. And this has already almost caused me great bodily harm. So grievous, I would say, sixty pounds yeah. right in the right in the dome. And that's yeah, the story. I huh? may not make it another ten episodes. Well, we'll see. And you know, worst comes to worst, we get a nice big in memoriam episode for Craig. Get some publicity out of that. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah, wouldn't it? Ooh. Well, that you wrapped up with twenty three seconds to go. So, Listen, is there anything else I, on your mind? Well. um... How about this inflation? Am I right? Oh, good God. <laughs> Consumer prices, huh? Where do you even start? Supply chain. Oh, man. Break it. Or what no, do don't do that. I'm Somebody trying to think of when I almost, we gotta fix it, almost huh? killed myself at the gym. Recently? or No, just overall. I think I probably like killed all tens of my toes. Oh, what? All Drop ten a... of my toes. What did you do? Uh, just dropped weight on them, honestly. Have you ever thought about not doing that? I try not to, but... But it's just too tempting. It's just... Boom, right there. <laughs> it's... Yeah. Ah. All my fingers. 
Mm-mm. have probably smashed. You got to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. Craig, tell us about candles. I All you've said about this is that, like, I want to talk about candles. Sure. sure I sure, want to sure. know why you want to talk about They're not that interesting a topic to uh, me. Well, Spencer. So far. The I'm, light I'm of romance. Buckle up. <laughs> I'm fully open to having my mind changed about this. Just, I want you to just come with an open mind for what That's, I'm about I'm, to tell I'm you. I'm saying. Okay. So I, I wanted to start by he's, just... He's flipping of, his notepad over. Not a joke. Sort of um, just gauging your guys' both a general opinion on candles. Do you have candles? Do you use candles? Craig, look to your left. Spencer has three candles on the window seal Craig, to my left. Craig, look, look in front of you. There's also additional candles in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it tells you all you need to know. Would you say that you're a candle guy? I think that's fair. How, let me ask you this. Well, how many candles would you say you go through in six months? Six months? How, how, how often are you resupplying, oh, restocking these candles? Every few months. Every few months. Okay. Uh, Michael, how do you feel about candles generally? Dude, I'm a candle avid. Like, I love candles. Okay. I, real. I am talking about, dude, I put candles. I just put a candle on, just have it on. Well, sure. Just, Sounds good. And I'm talking about, I'd be playing with the wick too. Like, I'd be. Wait, what? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> the wick, the, the, the wax. Yeah, you know, I know what it is. I'm but like, saying like, I'm saying like, let's the... say, let's say like one is almost done. I fill it up with the other one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. On, okay. You know I, I pictured you just like reaching your hand into the, the lit wick. And no, well, no sometimes, I so sometimes that. I do that too. But... No. <laughs> well, I, this is not what I want to talk about, but I have recently. Let's put a pin in that. No, no. I have recently learned how to, I've done the thing where you, you put the candle out with your fingers. You go, tss, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You do that. That That's movie really cool. move. Yeah. That Hollywood move. That's hardcore. So let me just say that this is going a lot better than I thought it was, by the way. <laughs> you both seem very open to candles. Oh, fully. Completely. Okay. So let me, I'll just come up with my background a little 2021. bit. 2021. I would say that I'm a recent uh, candle Convert. adopter. Okay. Uh, ne- probably past, you know, one or two years, I've, I've decided that I want to have more candles in my, in my home, in my living space. Hey, man, you know what they say. Best time to get into candles was yesterday. Second best time today. <laughs> they do say that. Think about that. And... So as a result, I was doing a little shopping for candles yesterday. Mm-hmm. Hold on, what type of candles are you talking about? I'm I'm a basic. I like I like uh, linen and I like vanilla linen. and I like yeah linen scented candles. Spencer, you ever heard of those? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you just you light the wick, you just don't detect anything, and you move on with your day. No, it smells like uh, freshly done laundry. I mean, I get the idea, it's but tremendous. in practice, Craig likes that new car smell. That's what he likes. Michael, you got black ice in your car. <laughs> <laughs> you got a black ice air pressure. It's a black car. <laughs> got to. What you mean? <laughs> I can't have no green little hanging green tree. tree. <laughs> no, can't have no blue one. Got to be the black ice. Him. I like the blue one though. Dude, what? Is- we got a Michael in 2022. We got a dead black ice. Dude, black ice. We is got real. <laughs> with a black car. Dude, come on. That is like. I get the feeling you're not gonna be able to talk Michael out of this. I'm telling you, like I'm. With the candles, I I just don't like people that have candles that are non scented or they're just can't like they just burn. They don't. Yeah, they light, just right? just for the light or something. Okay. Right? Or the ones that you just don't even smell. Like I need a like I want to step in the room. Mm-hmm. Now and, you say that. What if? Hear me out. Go ahead. You wake up. You you're awoken in the night by a mysterious sound. So what do you do? You put on your little sleepy time cap with the pom pom on the end. You get up with your uh, your big your, like robe on right you get slippers your, your slippers and you get your little dish with the big long stick candle in it you hold it out in front of you in the one hand 
and you just you prowl around to, to discover the source. A la, um, what's that movie? Probably Christmas Carol or Cri- something. Yeah, yeah. Christmas. What's the Christmas Past movie? Uh, uh, Ghost of Christmas Past. I mean, it's it's Christmas Carol. The, That's what it's called. All, it's it's an all of them. Yeah, Ghost okay. of Christmas. Yeah, the three ghosts. But yeah, yeah. I follow you. Yeah. The guy with the, nah, he's got the hat with the, with the ball on the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the just, classic image. Right, right. The archetype. I'm the guy to leave that candle on 24 hours a day. Like even when you leave the house. See, that's even, me too. Like, yeah. I'll leave a candle on. Like, I, 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 if, I'll try to put them all out, but if I miss one, I'm not worried about it. I'm it's, worried about it. It's completely self-contained. It's not going to blow up. Amen to that. I'll leave a candle on and I'll, I'll be ah oh, five minutes will go by and I'm like this oh, is why I put on. the disclaimer in the and last. My girlfriend episode. will freak out like oh we got to turn around we got to blow the candle out. What, hey, amen what are you to talking that. About? Yep, yep. What are you talking? No, about? she's right. Same thing with like uh, oh I left my hair iron on or I left the I left the uh, the iron on. Why? I mean you can leave it on but you don't need to come back to turn it off. It's not going to blow up. I would feel better if I did. So we need to add a disclaimer right here. Insert now. Don't burn your house down because Craig said at, you'll be fine. At work, <laughs> I leave my I leave my heater on mm. like all day. It is on night, day. Sometimes the cleaning people cl- turn it off and I'm upset. That's why you're always sweating in your office. That as well, but I just love to be cozy and hot. <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm guessing back. this wasn't all you wanted to talk about with Ken. No, no, I've got, I've got uh, one more page of notes here. Um, so I'm browsing for candles yesterday. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a simpleton when it comes to candles. I'm not into artisanal candles. Mm-hmm. No woodwick. No woodwick. No. But regardless, I'm, I'm shopping for candles, mm-hmm. putting some in my car, and next thing I know, I got. Three hundred dollars worth of candles in my cart, and I only got what? I only got ten, fifteen candles, and I'm like, "This is ridiculous." Twenty dollars candles? I didn't. I didn't buy. I didn't end up buying all those candles. I'm just saying. I would hope not. Candles. <laughs> my point is, candles. I could have, but I didn't. Shockingly expensive candles, <laughs> and that got me thinking. Maybe we stop making a podcast. Start manufacturing some candles. Now, hear me out. Hmm. If I had to, if I, if you guys had a gun to your head. You had to make a guess. Okay. What uh, total revenue would you put the candle industry at in 2020? Next to the uh, water bottle. If you had to give a monetary value. I'm going to say, I mean, we're talking all candles worldwide. All candle, worldwide candle sales. I'm going to say $2 billion. Michael? Next to the water bottle. (laughs) Revenue. Give me a dollar. Give him a figure. Yeah, come on. Millions and millions and millions and billions of dollars. All right. Can you want to put one number at the beginning of that? Oh, one. One billion. That's your guess? Billion million. I said said two billion. You said a billion million? Million, billion, billion, million. (laughs) All right. I'm going to put you down for one billion. What (laughs) if I told you guys, and this is according to candle.org. Okay. (laughs) Big candle. Big candle. The worldwide uh, candle sales in 2020 amounted to $3.14 billion. I, wow. U.S. That was the closest. You were not. You said $1 billion. They were going by prices, right? Rules, closest without going over. You, actually, you said $1 billion, million, million, billion. I said Googleplex. <laughs> you might have thought it. Well, Michael, we might be on track for a Googleplex because let me tell you this. Next year, baby, 2022. In 2026. The global uh, candle trade is set to do five billion dollars in revenue. I don't. I can't conceive of that. Is this just the U.S. market or the around global, the world? Worldwide, global. global candle sales. 
Damn. And what if I told... And now hear this. What if I told you that the napkin industry, hmm. worldwide global napkin sales, only amounted for $2.8 billion in 2020? That's it? Napkin, or candles, excuse me, have eclipsed napkins in global market share. Yeah. Fire beats paper. Does it? So now this gives me an idea. This just wets my beak a little bit. Now I'm intrigued. I haven't heard you say wets your beak in such a long time, and I did not miss it. <laughs> well, candles, Spencer, <laughs> oh, candles have wetted my beak. Oh, uh, so oh, man. let me tell you this. Did a little bit more market research. What did you find? So again, this is this is this is now 2018 data. The average can- candle, pillar candle, whatever that means. Sounds like a stick candle. Stick candle. Average sale price is 30 US dollars. What? That's correct. Average. Again, according to candle.org. So there's like one nah, man. There's one candle that's worth $1 million. All the rest are worth $250. Dude, I'm that guy. To go to, to, where are you buying candles for $250? Dude, I'm going to Marshall's. Joe's, man. Yeah, I'm going to Marshall's buy the biggest candle for like five bucks. No, nah, I was in Wal- I was in Walmart like a few months ago. Their biggest candle was like $30. Dude, I'm buying like a gallon milk jug candle. <laughs> Size uh-huh. milk scented, milk flavored candle, uh, pine forest, uh, Christmas tree, black ice. <laughs> if they made a black ice candle, would you buy it for the house? Damn right. What? <laughs> and, I, and I'm the, I'm the type to put it, you know, different scent in the living room, mm-hmm. then walk into the hallway, different scents. So you mix scents that melange yeah, different See, I areas. Don't, I don't mix scents. Well, you're you're new to this. You'll yeah, get. I there. am new to the game. So right. through the whole household, you got the whole scent. Different, like same scent. Well, I'm only in one room at a time usually. So you'll develop a palette. <laughs> <laughs> so, regardless of what you guys are spending for candles, I'm telling you, the average candle sale price for a pillar candle. Again, I'm not exactly sure what a pillar candle is. It's thirty U.S. dollars. Now, what if I also told you that the average profit margin on a candle? Is between twenty five and thirty percent, and fifty percent. Excuse me. Ah, let's say let's take restaurants for example. Now mm. I know restaurants notoriously difficult to turn a profit, but a mm. lot of people start restaurants. They do. Average uh, uh, profit margin for a five year restaurant. Let's say ten to twenty. Three to five percent. Three to five. That's correct. I'm never starting a restaurant. I was just about to. And now after this conversation. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You can hold up all you want, Michael. Those are the facts. We need to get into candles. Craig, I went in elementary school. I went to Jamestown, Willisburg, or... I know it well. Yeah, yeah, one or the other. One of the colonial places. Colonial Williamsburg, yeah. There we go. One of those places, right? Sure. And I made a candle walking around with dumping my little yarn... Into a bucket. Uh-huh. Yeah. We've until done it grows. We've all done that. Well, what does it grow? What are you talking no, about? It, it, it accumulates on the... Basically, it, you take yeah. the wick and you dip it through this big tub full of hot wax. And as you drag it back and oh, forth, it, it, it cools like, down and I, accumulates on the, the wick. Okay, I understand. Yeah, so it's basically you dip it in... Like, you're walking around a circle of whatever these buckets of sure. wax. And then you're dipping your string every time. So to, like, communicate. Accumulate? Yes, sir. Um, to, like... Build a the candle. The circumference of the candle grows gradually. I there we go. Exactly. Okay. And I'm saying, you're telling me. I don't think you can sell that one for $50. Oh. I'm so, saying we make up a couple couple 
nonsense sense. We throw a couple adjectives together. You say that? I just looked up, I tried to think of the dumbest candle, almost said flavor, dumbest candle <laughs> scent that I could think of. Sure. You can buy, apparently, it, as of October of this year, according to nymag.com, New York Magazine, a real publication that people pay for. According to some, yeah, but okay. Well, you know. The hot candle scent right now and I, is, and I just looked this up on a whim, tomato. Heirloom tomato. That can't be true. I swear to God, I'll send you the link after this. Let me tell you something right now. And this is, I'm not, I'm now, now, I'm now talking to the world. I'm not talking to Spencer or Michael right now. I'm telling you right now. To the audience. If you invite me to your home, dinner party, hang out, cook out, watch a movie, mm-hmm. paint your walls. What? Drink wine. <laughs> Uh, do you threw you, in paint your walls like that's just an activity. Like a paint party, you know? What? Uh, do your what? roof. Paint party. Re- remodel we'll, your we'll bathroom. What? Um, um, <laughs> Damn. What else do you do? A wash your car, anything. What do you do? Change your brakes. Do. Change your brakes. Oil change. Bury your dog. Clean, clean your gutters. <laughs> Brush your dog. If you invite me to your house for any of the above reasons, and I walk into your house, and you have an heirloom tomato candle going <laughs> on the mantle. <laughs> or elsewhere. Turning, I'm doing a 180 walking out of the door on the spot. How about, how about, never see me how about if it's in the kitchen, though? Nope. Or well, it makes sense. At least there. And you order like food. I'm not sense. in an Italian bistro. I don't want, I don't want that. <laughs> Michael, are you okay? <laughs> Yo, if you got a candle going on to make it smell like food... And you order food? Just make the food. I'm about it. <laughs> well, Michael, you'll be happy to know that popular candle reviewer Kudzi Chikumbu or Sir Candleman. You mean the Sir Candleman? The Sir Candleman. Wow. <laughs> recently dedicated a video to a company called Otherland's Tomato Terrazzo Candle, describing it as reminiscent of gazpacho. I like gazpacho. If that's, if How would you can... like some uh, false hopes of gazpacho as somebody lights a gazpacho scented candle in your house i wouldn't ah that's the thing isn't it if i that, like to think i don't associate with anybody that would have a tomato candle i'll never know i guess but yeah. i mean i wouldn't I like do it so. i looked it up because i thought it was the dumbest possible idea for a candle but i guess people are into it if that candle's not red i'm gonna be so upset <laughs> <laughs> fried green tomato scented candle it's purple mm. yeah it's it is heirloom that's what they said heirloom tomato those things can be all kinds of crazy colors all right, well, so my point remains. We, make a, we come up with a few scents, throw a few nouns and adjectives together to make up a scent. Well, can, can you give me an example of... Uh... Um, a wet concrete. All right, wow. Wet we concrete, are, the color of is, gray. The bar is low. Or how about, um, how about rusty nail? Okay, you're not in charge of the creative side. Rusty of nail. I'm, I'm flexible on all these ideas. Ground. Oh, my point remains. How generous of you. <laughs> we, 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 make some, we make up some scents, throw it in a, a pot of wax, mm-hmm. put it in some glass containers, throw some pretty labels on it. An inspiring quote or two on the Put a packaging. $35 price tag on it, and we clean up. Mm. Tomato terrazzo. I, and I, guys, I'm not expecting you to make a final decision now, but I will need... You know, by Friday, I'm looking for ten thousand dollars seed money. Please shop at the Never Better Candle Store. Mm. 
Now, if we do ever get big see? enough to have a merch shop, do you see? I would be happy to throw some candles do you see? in there. This is what I'm doing, guys. I'm a visionary. Tin can or clear glass? I, I think it's... I was thinking glass. Ooh, glass man. I like glass. glass man. I like to see the flame burning. Now, Craig, uh, we were sent in an article. Is that right? Over the week. And I was going to have you read it. Thank you to the fans. Thank you to the fans. Thank yeah. you, Never Better Listener, Matthew, whose Ooh. last name we are withholding okay. for legal reasons. All right. You know who you are. Anyway, I was going to have you read this article if you're prepared to do so. Uh, if you're not, say the word now. I'd rather. I mean, I can, I, I would, I, I can read it. Because I, I have not read it yet. I was always very good at popcorn reading in elementary school. Ah, popcorn Craig. That's what they call me. I was good at cheating. You can't cheat in popcorn reading. Don't call on me. Okay. Let me just... All right. I, this is I'm i looking at the, the header picture right now. I'm a little... But you haven't opened this yet. No, no. I well, mean, see, I was not sent this. Well, it was in the chat. Well, I... <laughs> nevertheless. Do you want me to do it? I mean, I'll give it a shot. I'll okay. We'll see. We'll see. We, we, don't, we don't have to... Do you not always in. not maximize your windows? Not all the time. Well, you can get into my personal habits Irks. now. That's interesting. Irk. Okay, this is an article from Engage. Engadget? Engadget. Oh. Starting strong. Ooh, Engadget. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> that's not a word. Here we go. Italian researchers have built a humanoid robot that may one day fly like Iron Man. Aerial humanoid robots can one day serve as the first line of emergency responders. Now, in a different tab where the show notes live, I have filed this with a heading in bold that just says, no, they won't. <laughs> so we'll see if my mind has changed at the well, end of this. Let's see what Engadget has come up with. As robots have steadily expanded their operations out of the controlled environments of research labs and into the chaos of real-world architectural infrastructure, getting from point A to point B has become a major challenge. Take stairs, for example. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I have seen videos of robots <laughs> trying to go upstairs, and it is embarrassing that everybody who works in robotics hasn't figured that out. It's 2021. Come on. Well. Cars are supposed to fly by now. In response, robo uh, roboticists have developed a number of solutions, from installing rotors so that the robot can helicopter over obstacles or, in Boston Dynamics' case, execute backflips that would give Simone Biles pause. Good. Nice little... Yeah, right. Nice little uh, anecdote there. A nice little uh, completely Quip. unwarranted dig at Simone Biles, <laughs> yeah. who would twist a robot's head off of its fucking neck. And then there's Daniel Pucci. <clears throat> Look, I, I promised myself I wasn't going <laughs> to laugh. I know it's a real last name. Head of Artificial and Mechanical Intelligence Lab at the Italian Institute of Technology, who has taken the audacious step of strapping a fully functional jetpack Akin to what Richard Browning developed. Do we know who Richard Browning is? I have no idea who Richard Browning is. I did like not open this article. Throw, he threw that in like everybody knows. Ah, Richard, Richard Browning. Browning. Richard Browning's going to write into the show and be like, you pieces of shit. You ungrateful losers. That didn't at me. After everything I've done for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Okay, so this jetpack <laughs> akin to what Richard Browning developed onto the back of an Iron Cub synthetic humanoid with hopes of eventually blasting into the sky. Iron Cub. <laughs> Iron Cub. Do you guys remember iDog? The little um, Ibo. 
Yeah, iDog. Yeah, the little robot dogs. Yeah, was yeah. It, yeah. What's it called? Ibo. A I B O. I think I wasn't I, it wasn't iDog. I are you talking about like the iPod ones? Yeah. Oh, that probably was. No, no, no. Oh, I thought you were talking about the mach- the mechanically dog. Like if you if you can't have a dog, you have the little robot. Dog. You're talking about oh, the iBo. Yeah. Yeah, he would do flips and stuff. Oh, okay. I'm thinking like the iPod. And these robots that... can't go up a flight of stairs. As Santa for one never got it. No bitterness there. None detected. Yeah, Santa. Okay, I'll continue now. Please do. You'd think we have learned our lesson about the dangers of building aerial humanoid robots after our first time. <laughs> uh, please keep reading. I don't know how to sentence ends, and I really want to. Oh, my God. You'd think we'd have learned our lesson about the dangers of building aerial humanoid robots after our first time through Age of Ultron. But Pucci's oh. team <laughs> what? believes... Oh, it's like I saw this movie. I thought it was real. But Poochie's team, nevertheless, Poochie's team believes that such systems could one day act as first responders to the roughly 300 natural disasters that kill around 90,000 people worldwide annually. You know, Poochie's a good name for a robot dog. Poochie? Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Pooch. We've seen a slew of disaster response bots, including some humanoids, some not so much, emerge from labs for more than a decade. Yeah, I haven't seen... varying degrees of success. I haven't seen a single one do anything. And the, the, the linked video right below that line is a YouTube video called A Compilation of Robots Falling Downstairs. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so. so I'm going to let y'all know right now. Please. I've seen iRobot, mm-hmm. Robot from Disney. Robot from Disney? Wally? Oh, with, uh, no, with Robin no. Williams. He there plays we go. The red robot. Oh, Bicentennial. Oh, and robots. Then, and then in the commercial, he goes, I know this town like the back of my hand. And then he looks at the back of his hand and he goes, oh, that's new. Yeah, there oh, we go. Yeah. You can and look then that I up. have seen I know, I I, exactly what you're Wally, about. best one. And then all these robots, I'm telling you right now, not happening. Yeah, I, I don't want to say I'm anti-robot because sometimes robots are bad at their jobs in a way that's adorable or endearing. Sometimes uh, concerning. Uh, sometimes concerning. So yeah, when, they're, when their job is disaster recovery, that's not endearing. That's not adorable. <laughs> right. I don't trust anybody to come up with a design for a robot that's going to save the day in the event of like, you know, the Fukushima nuclear disaster. Like, oh, we're going to send in this, this robot with a jet pack on it. It flies like Iron Man. It's okay, a, cool. It's an aerial humanoid robot, Spencer. Yeah. Okay. Does it pull somebody out of the rubble? Not yet. We're working on it. We're working on it. Is Tesla car driving you around? Is that a robot? Yeah. And I hate those too. Every time I see a Tesla on the road, I'm terrified. It's going to like swerve into me or burst into flames. Craig, that's a robot? I think it's probably a robot, yeah. That's a robot. Big battery with wheels, yeah. That counts. Hmm. Keeps trying to kill pedestrians, explode. How about about the vacuum? uh, (laughs) What the vacuum? The Roomba. That's a robot. Yeah, that's a robot. That's a robot? The company that makes the Roomba, they're called iRobot. If you're not blinking at me, you're not a robot. Mars Rover, not a robot. If you're not... So only robots blink at you. Yes, sir. Man, so I, I'm blinking at you right now. Am I a robot? <laughs> Have you seen iRobot? I don't know what you're talking about. The Will Smith movie? Yes, I've seen the movie. Will Smith. Sonny? Does it, you said Michael, it, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I've seen that movie, but I promise you, you're in the 1% of people that like understand Remembers. that movie. That remember and understand that movie. Nobody remembers I'm going to say remember. Fondly. I don't know if he understands. I understand the whole thing. What happened? 
What's the what's the point of I Robot? Sunny like, has I, dreams. I have seen that movie. If you had a gun to my head, I wouldn't give you one percent of the plot. I remember there's one point where he's like drawing a big old picture with both hands, and it's like a <laughs> like his rendering of a castle or something. And Will like, Smith's like, "Oh, that's pretty cool and all, but it still sucks." That was on my uh, top five favorite uh, movies, but I, I guess Robot it's off I was, now. I was I wasn't shitting on it. I guess it's off well, now. No recommendations to your uh, to your tone. Oh, I just said that I don't know if he got the. If he still like can come up with everything off the top of his head, that uh, you know what, fair enough, Michael. I'm sorry. Shall I continue? Please do. No. Humanoid robots have an advantage over more esoteric builds. Now you know how I feel, by the way. <laughs> uh, humanoid robots have an advantage over both more esoteric builds and traditional UAVs when it comes to disaster response because they can more easily manipulate a world which is already designed for human use. However, however, when a natural disaster strikes, much of that human-centric infrastructure could become damaged or otherwise rendered implausible uh, for robots to uh, navigate, which negates many of the humanoid robots' initial advantages. But by combining a humanoid design with the capability of flight, Pucci's team can leverage the uh-huh. best aspects of both technologies. If you look at the video, uh, I know this is a podcast. It's an audio medium. But if you look at the video, they have this. Simulation. Oh, there's a flight simulation and there's a video of their goofy little. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, imagine the dumbest doll that you can think of. <laughs> And then make it 20% dumber. God. And then strap a barely, I would say, I would guess, not liable, just as, this is all speculation, uh, non-functioning jetpack to it. And it's attached to a harness that keeps it firmly on the ground. Uh, they show you a video of this robot. They turn the jetpack on, allegedly, <laughs> and uh, show you the robot just kind of like wiggling on the ground. Doesn't, doesn't get any lift at all. And then they show you like 20 minutes of PowerPoint. And that's their big proof of concept. I, I don't think this is going to pull anybody from a burning building. I would love to get a beer with Poochie. <laughs> I want to get a beer with a robot. Yeah, him Pour it right robot. in there. <laughs> aerial humanoid robotics unifies aerial manipulation and humanoid robotics. By doing so, aerial humanoid robots overcome the lack of terrestrial locomotion. Of uh-huh. aer- One thing you, I, you can always tell with like charlatans and con people is they love to fill it with jargon and oh, yeah. fill it with you know technical words it's, it's like a it's like a police report like oh we did uh 22 35 hours we yeah. did tactically ascertain that the individual had gone kinetic that's that's what i do with all my uh school essays what you mean oh, word yeah. oh, I, get, left click <laughs> get that character count up <laughs> yep this is a great <laughs> sentence aerial humanoid robots can walk fly manipulate and transport objects thus offering energetically efficient solutions to payload transportation and object manipulation. Pucci says. Uh-huh. All right. I got two more paragraphs. Y'all power through Whew. aerial humanoid robotics extends <laughs> aerial manipulation to more robust. You've used the same six words, 10 <laughs> times in the past 15 seconds. In fact, aerial uh. manipulation is often exemplified by quad rotors equipped with a robotic arm. Pucci told Just a flying arm. IEE spectrum. 
These robots can't move around by means of contact forces with the environment, and they often struggle with flying in windy environments while manipulating an object. But we promise we got it all, we're going to figure that all out somehow. We're requiring precise position control for accomplishing manipulation tasks. Oh, my, stop talking about manipulation. <laughs> Use the word manipulation so many Manipulazione. Times. That left click. So the extra hand of a flying humanoid robot could establish a contact point between the robot and the environment, thus making the robot position control simpler and more robust. He finishes. If you say manipulate one more time. I, I truly believe that aerial humanoid robotics can be used as a test bed for actual flying exoskeletons for human beings. He continued. Totally. The recent successful story of Richard Browning shows. Again with Richard Browning. Richard Browning, friend of the podcast. <laughs> the successful story of Richard Browning shows the engineering Thank you, sir, so much for the $10,000. Of these futuristic <laughs> actuated exoskeletons. Actually. However, the journey in front of us is still long, and we can use the, these flying humanoid robots to boost this journey and avoid lots of tests on humans. I love to boost a journey. Pouchy's most recent study, Momentum-Based Extended Kalman Filter for Thrust Estimation on Flying Multibody Robotics, is slated for publication in January. <laughs> the article ends. Oh. Well, we'll keep an eye on Pucci's work and uh, we'll keep you guys updated. So funny thing is, all I'm thinking about is when you're reading this, is that movie Chapping. What it's, movie? Chapping? Chappy? Chappy. Oh, oh never mind. Chappy. Chappy. Yeah, Chappy. That's a good movie. You. I like that movie. Chapping. What? So you like Chappy, but you don't like iRobot? I mean, Michael, you didn't say I don't you didn't remember like iRobot, yeah. man. I saw that movie so long ago. You see it in the theater? I know. Oh, uh, didn't you? That is not a movie. Uh, what's the his name? Even Steven? Um, Shia LaBeouf. There we go. Come Was on. he an iRobot? Yes. Oh, wow. Was he? Yeah. Well, really well die Antwoord. Those those people were Die Antwoord. D where they were in Chappie. <laughs> That's not a bad uh D Antwoord. Yeah. D Antwoord is a bad D Antwoord. I can't believe this. Man, I was um I, I was uh recently doing a little window shopping for Dysons. Dyson vacuums or Dyson products? No hum, no you know no no big deal. Craig can afford a Dyson. That Dyson Apple uh, vacuums. sponsors the show by the way. Use, nope. pro use uh, promo code Craig for 10% off on all Dyson products. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't work, email uh, Richard Dyson or whatever his name is. Well, or Richard that, Branson. That's what I wanted to say. This Dyson guy has a real Steve Jobs complex. Oh, everybody in Silicon Valley. Oh, it's yeah. just black turtleneck, round glasses and just talking real softly about technology and we've innovated and it he, into the future into the future innovation it's all it's, it's just like uh what's an elizabeth holmes the, the theranos, the theranos lady. lady so i'm telling you this right now dyson's vacuums mm -hmm. trash wow that's a bold statement i am a big vacuum those guy. things cost it. a grip too that's so what i'm a, saying but they're trash we like got a candle guy and a vacuum guy I, I actually i actually looked up global vacuum sales as well i think it's about 50 million 50 billion Vacuum sales, so dude, vacuum. Maybe we want to make dude. vacuum cleaners instead. Go ahead. You gotta hold the trigger for this vacuum the whole time while you're vacuuming. Wait for real? Yeah, I mean the one I used, but but it's got that cyclone technology, Michael. Trash. Cyclone technology. <laughs> I, I assume everybody talks like Elizabeth Holmes does, and anybody who's just like a CEO of any kind of tech. Well, company. Elizabeth Holmes talks like Richard mm -hmm. Dyson. If that, I don't. Can you look up his first name, please, Spencer? <laughs> no. But he and then Richard Dyson talks like Steve Jobs. They're all the same. R.I.P. Steve Jobs. Got another item for you from the Wildlife Dispatch. Ah, my favorite segment. Desperate to impress, 
The trio recites facts about animals in what ornithologists call the wildlife dispatch. And what happens next is truly extraordinary. A rare spot of uh, pleasant news for the show. I feel like we talk about a lot of uh, off-the-wall weird bad stuff. The world's a weird place, Spencer. That's true. But this time it's weird in a nice way. Reading from the Oregonian here. Okay. Now what state does this take place in? Uh, Vermont. Ah, okay. Continue. Friendly foul-mouthed crow befriends entire Oregon elementary school before state police are called in. (laughs) What? Now, uh, again, nobody else can see this, but uh, you should look up that headline because there's an excellent photo of the crow in question wearing a little hat. It's a crow in a hat. It's a crow in a hat. How they catch that thing? Well, here's the thing. They didn't have it. They just walked in. A friendly, if somewhat foul-mouthed crow became a temporary mascot at Allendale Elementary School in November when the bird took up residence at the Grants Pass School. This crow showed up at our school just out of the blue one morning, said Naomi Emel, or Imel. I-M-E-L. I got no reference point on how Imel? to that. Imel? Well, just I would guess M. Imel. I don't know. I'm going to say Imel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Naomi Imel, an education assistant at Allendale over the phone on Thursday. It began looking into the classrooms, Imel said, and pecking on doors. At one point, it made its way into a fifth-grade classroom where it, quote, helped itself to some snacks, she said. Imel said the bird wasn't aggressive at all and seemed to love the kids. It landed on some people's heads, she said. And, she added, it spoke. The bird could say, what's up? And, no, it didn't. I'm fine. It it did not say that. And, quote, a lot of swear words. (laughs) It's not a parrot. It's a crow. She said, it was like a parrot. It was the weirdest thing. Okay. Still, because it was a wild animal that wouldn't leave the school called animal control. It was quite the production, I almost said. Animal control came out and decided it was not in their jurisdiction to catch the crow. To me, that's a crazy call. It's an animal. Your animal control. I feel like that's the one thing that you've been tasked Under with on your this jurisdiction. Earth. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But not an expert. Who Hold knows? on. I am stuck. They top, said. Top of the microphone, Mike. I am stuck. They <laughs> said natural. this bird did not look aggressive. You gonna show his teeth? <laughs> show his beak out? <laughs> what? Flap his wings extra hard? I mean, yeah. That last one at least, sure. I don't see why not. If it's just like hopping around hanging out. Dude, we got a parrot. This guy's aggressive. He will beak the cage you just trying to bite you. Yes. I did not know that. Yeah, dude. You've I've never talked about I had this. birds all my life and I ate them all. You ate them all? You ate them all? Hate them all. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. No, I have not ate a bird. I mean, I mean I, you, yeah, you have. You I have, chicken. yes. Chicken every day, yes. Turkey? Yes, turkey. Quail. Quail. Emu. Quail, yep. Ostrich. Chicken eggs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, this man said it's aggressive. Uh, the bird did not look aggressive. Yeah. I mean, if it's like, if it's just hopping around, having a good time, then yeah. I guess it hopping around. Oh. Landed on some people's heads. It's at ease. It's, it's hanging out. Hey, Did guys. It... Hey, guys. I got one for you. Mm. Do you think they named it uh, Edgar Allan Crow? Uh, Our numbers are this bad already, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, boy, I've totally lost my book, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Wish I could tell you what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's, uh, Craig, uh, Craig, gasping to... for air. 
<laughs> I think he might have aspirated chest. a little bit of his beverage just now. The beverage is partially in his mouth, partially on his face, partially on his clothing, partially, I would believe, on the floor. <laughs> you holding up all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm back. Good. Uh, we thought it would fly away, but it didn't, Imel added. The kids were like magnets, as the children, seeming to enjoy the attention, uh, playfully chased the crow around the track, and vice versa. Uh, crows can talk. I, I'm not going to read the rest of this article because it goes on for like another 18 paragraphs. Right. It was, I think they updated it and it's way longer now than it was when I picked it for the show. <laughs> but crows absolutely can talk. They're very smart birds. Like they, they can, they're, they're skilled mimics. They can vocalize. They can. I saw a video one time of a crow hopping up to a guy sitting on a bench. Uh, the guy is just like looking at it, not moving because he didn't want to spook it. Crow takes like a Cheeto or something he's eating, looks him right in the eye goes in this weird little bird voice fuck you <laughs> flies away nah man I think birds are dumb but that's where you're wrong yeah I don't like birds either dude wow. I hate birds like, do you like birds Spencer they're fine oh get out of here they're no fine. this is my house <laughs> you get out of here <laughs> well now seems like a good time for a, a word from our sponsor I'm always ready to chill out. Cora. No, no. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I like that jingle. You should use that. No, Dyson, Michael. Oh, yes. Mm. No, no, this Dyson. time. No, this time, uh, Never Better is brought to you this week by the Globe Shoe Store. I'm just going to read this right off the page, please. The last that shall be first. The last upon which the globe's celebrated $3 form-fitting shoe is modeled. The foot. That twisted, contorted, tender piece of our anatomy was made originally as beautiful as the hand. The feet of Father Adam were not corned or in a pickle about chillblains. The shambling sufferers of today are martyrs to the miserable mediocrity of poorly lasted shoes. Look at your feet. And if you survive the operation, drop in afterward and look at our shoes. One look for your faith in life and leather. The best corn cure, bunion buster, and chillblane chaser is the form-fitting $3 shoe sold by the Globe Shoe Store, 169 Broughton Street. So, I mean, I love all of our sponsors. That you are obligated to. And I appreciate their contribution to allowing us to keep going on this this crazy little podcast that we do. $3 a year. <laughs> I would say, mm. I would, would they be open to any edits to the copy? <laughs> uh, depends on what you have lined up. What do you got? I feel like we could uh, make it slightly less foot fetishy. What would, can you read the line about the contoured uh, towards the beginning of the, the shape of the foot, please? The foot, that twisted, contorted, tender piece of our anatomy, Man. was made originally as beautiful as the hand. Man, I do not like that at all. Well, you had me read it a second time, that so I think you might. That's that a- is the biggest lie ever. Like, the foot never was supposed to be designed for, like, to be the hand. You used to be able to put gloves on your feet. Called socks. That's what this is telling. Nope. It said it was made as beautiful as the hand. Do you guys ever like uh, when you're like doing stuff around the house, like pick up stuff with your feet? 
I mean, I guess. I don't think about it. No. I do. Do you like make a point of it? If I'm doing laundry especially, just, I try to do almost everything with my feet. Are you grabbing all what? five toes or just the big toe? I mean, you or? have to grab with all five toes. Because... To get the grip you need. You know why? Because... <laughs> All the what? <laughs> what? All the toes are garbage. Like one toe. <laughs> I'm saying like one finger. All in your toes hand, are garbage. Michael. One 2020. finger. Your hand is like all ten toes. Right. I, I see what you're saying. You know, like I could pick up things. I could pick up things with my pointer finger and my thumb mm-hmm. more effectively than with then. Yeah, my all ten toes. I think that's fair. I think and the fair thing about the thing about the correct, toes. Why not use your hands? Just mental stimulation. I don't know. Oh, please. You go. You want to get mad at this ad for being too fetish? You're like, oh, I pick up things it's with not, my feet uh, for it's stimulation. Not a, it's not a fetish. It's just a. It's just a challenge, you know. <laughs> a challenge. Like sometimes I'll, when I'm putting my clothes in the uh, in the in the in the washer, I'll pick them up off the uh, ground with my I feet. I don't know if I want to hear. And this. I'll try to I'll try to throw them into the washer with my feet. Just use your hands. But. I'm not. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not in a rush. Craig is a uh, lift with your back, not legs guy. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> he lifts. Ex- it sounds like exclusively with no, the legs. I'm just when, I, when I've got downtime at the house and I'm doing something that, like, it's really, it really only applies to laundry. I'm not. I can't pick up like, you know, a chair with my with my feet. But have you tried? I bet you have, pervert. <laughs> so anything less than a pound, you're saying? Anything less than a pound, I'm trying to use my feet. And I, I encourage you guys to give it a try yourselves. Next time you do laundry. No. Take five articles of clothing. Flat no. Put them on the ground and try to throw them into the washing machine with just your feet. If I ever do this, I will never tell you about it. Well, that's because you're not secure in your own... Uh, uh, Proclivities. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of... Uh, what's? I don't know. I don't have, a, I don't have the mastery of the English language that I would like. Hold on, Craig. Are you the type of person to put both socks on and then shoes, or is it yes. sock shoe? Oh, do you socks, go sock shoe, shoes. sock shoe, Michael? Yeah, I do sock shoe, sock shoe. Fucked up. Don't do that's that. a you problem, bro. <laughs> no, that's a you don't put your socks on until you put your shoes on. No, you don't put your shoes on until you put your socks on. You, you, otherwise, you're putting your socks over your shoes. No, I'm a sock, then shoe, then sock, and then shoe. That's messed up. Yeah, it's real messed I up. I don't like that. What? I got another item for you from the archive. Can I ask yeah. you one question, Spencer? Certainly. Oh, before you do, that was from the uh, Savannah, Georgia Morning News, January 3rd, 1890. And they paid us $3 million to read that. But in Confederate money, but yes. Okay. Well. In Confederate <laughs> As an English major, mm-hmm. do you like despise it when people say the word irregardless? I mean, I don't really have any particular uh, feeling about it. It's, really? It, I, what am I going to, I have such little time on this planet, you know, what am I, I'm going to get mad about you that. You spend too much time throwing laundry uh, into the, into the dry with your I'm feet. I'm not, you're projecting massively, but no, I, I am not uh, a stickler for grammar or things like that. Like okay. if, if I know Good what people you. are saying- Usually, uh, <laughs> Michael, you know, I looked Michael at you. Michael excluded. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm cool with it. Me eyeballing Spencer right now. Right back at you, man. <laughs> I'm just I, mad. I, I only do that because I know you can do better. I'm just mad. Oh, In the English language, you had to put the word simile when 
for liking as comparing the two when it could have just been all metaphor. Well, a metaphor is a metaphor. It's comparing to is a metaphor with like an ass. Yeah. Why? Come on now. <laughs> I, I get you, man. I'm with you. I got another thing for you. Okay. Reading now from the Valdez Daily Prospector, Valdez, Alaska. The Daily Prospector. The da- Isn't that a great name for a newspaper? It's real good. Yeah. October 23rd, 1909. Okay. Well, okay. The Prospector and Toy Story, but okay. Was, uh, Are we going to get any articles from the 21st century? We just read two. Did we? The robot, oh, the, the robot. bird, the poochie story. You're right. Okay, uh, you're right. Craig, that one beer has done irreparable damage already. I don't think that's true. <laughs> sea monster seeks victim. Starting strong. Okay. Tony Carlson has narrow escape from octopus concealed in his bed. Valdez is at the We've mercy. We've all been there. Am We've- I right, guys? <laughs> Valdez is at the mercy of the octopus, or several of its citizens have been lately. Not Standard Oil, or Pierpont Morgan, or the Guggenheims. If that's anti-Semitic, I have no idea. I tried looking up Guggenheim octopus, I came up with nothing. So I apologize if it's necessary for me well, to the apologize. the Guggenheim is the art museum in New yeah. York, yeah? Yep. Anyway. So hopefully not. Dang. Not them, though, but a real sea monster that has been getting in bed with folks, greatly to their discomfort. <laughs> Louis Rothkranz brought the critter to town after fishing him out of the bay when he was looking for something else. Keeping the big fish at arm's length. It's not a fish. Just, right. They, they didn't know. They it's didn't 1909. Know yeah. It's uh, not their fault. They're the a monster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said Ray <laughs> And I, I like that idea a lot. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> Deborah! <laughs> uh, keeping the big fish at arm's length, the arms of the octopus being meant, he succeeded in unloading it in Jim McHigh's residence. Jim passed the radiate along to some friends, nearly scaring them out of their boots, but they succeeded in shoving it back on him. Then, by unknown means, the monster found its way into Tony Carlson's bed. Tony went home sober. But when he turned on the light and saw eight tentacles wagging and two goggle eyes winking like a pair of fried eggs in a hot skillet, every hair on top of his head stood up straight, and he thought for a minute that he had butted into a chamber of horrors. (laughs) Then he had a hunch. I'm going to pause here. I have no idea what hunch means in this article. (laughs) Just preparing you for what's next. He's got an inkling. Ha ha ha, very funny. Octopus. Inkling. Inkling. Ink. Michael. Ink. 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 Octopus. You get it, Michael? Inkling. Please say something so I know you're alive. Just make a sound, Michael. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the weirdest way you could have said that. that? <laughs> okay, I kind of understand. I had to process it. I had to process it. But yes. Yes. In my so, voice. All right, what was the hunch, Spencer? Then, I don't know. I'm just going to read the rest of the sentence. Then he had a hunch, and he grabbed the octopus by the arm that looked like a tail, rushed to Melly's shack next door, and fired the monster through the window. Yeah, that's not the... <laughs> The modern definition of the word. This guy grabbed the tentacle that looked like a tail. Yeah, but also this also presumes a lot in this article about what an octopus is and has and does. Like they don't have any arm that looks like a tail, as far as I know. They just have eight. I mean, all of them look like tails. Yeah, yeah, like equally. But but like, there's no specific one that you'd see. Like that's the tail arm. Also, it's not a fish. 
I know we already talked about it, but it's still bugging me that anybody could look at that and be like, ah, uh, yep, that looks like a flounder. That's a trout. Tilapia. Mm-hmm. Chicken of the sea. That's tuna. Same thing. No. <laughs> so my thing is like octopus, squid, mm. yep. and jellyfish mm. are all in the same category. Are jellyfish? Um, jellyfish are what? Invertebrates? Well, so are octopi. Oh, I guess so. I don't know. Octopi. So, uh, I they would, know they would the not answer. put them in sushi if they had spines. True. But I'm saying they should be, if they are not, they should in the be. same category. Why is that? They all got arms that look like tails. Arms that look like tails, folks. Galileo, Darwin, Rios. <laughs> My theories are deep. Look to the stars, look to the ocean. Michael, you ever get stung by a jellyfish? I have. Did you, did you pee on it? No. I just rub sand on it. Okay. On the jellyfish? Well, if you get if you get stung by, you're supposed to pee on it. You're supposed to pee on it. Yeah. Supposedly. That's what they tell you. Why does peeing on the jellyfish help? You don't pee on the jellyfish. You pee oh. on where it stung you. Yeah, uh. it's the... I electro- just figured it was like a you revenge thing. You stomp the jellyfish out. It's electrolytes of your pee. Is that what it is? Really? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't think you pee out the electrolytes. It's very sterile, oh. your pee. We can't talk about pee every time. <laughs> Bear Grylls. <laughs> Remember that episode where he drank his pee? So I was actually thinking about... <laughs> When you talked about that feet, about that guy, I think it was like Dual Survivor, I want to say, that would walk with his feet. He would oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Discovery feet. Channel. Yeah, yeah, one one of the barefoot is legal types. Correct. So when I saw that show, I used to walk around barefoot all the time. How old were you when you saw this? Um, Trying to get it, like, just sort of a, figure out how impressionable you would have been. I want to say high school, middle school, maybe. <laughs> okay, so pretty formed, though. Yeah. He said, like, the healthiest thing you could do is walk around with your feet. So I was walking to use those feet to do tasks. Uh, so I'd how walk. more healthy your feet? Were. We're not simple apes, Craig. But think about how much like bot, like human function like you could gain if you had full access to your feet. I don't. I, I, you know what I mean? Do you no, follow? No, I could just use my hands. But what if you had to hold two things and also do something else? I don't. Or I put one down. Exactly. You have to put one down. No what if problem. You didn't have to do that. And I, oh, what if I could instead touch them with my rank feet that I walk around all day on? Listen, you got me. You you made me say the phrase "my rank feet." <laughs> I hope you're happy. <laughs> I hope you're really pleased with yourself. Got him. God damn it. He said they won't be rank if you walk on without socks and shoes. I think it's the socks and the shoes that make them rank, right? Amen. Yeah, the used syringes out on the street definitely have nothing to do with it. <laughs> well, as soon as you step on one thumbtack, Michael, you are going to be right off the barefoot wagon. Oh, yeah, I'll be crying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what happened to me like instantly when I started walking <laughs> outside on concrete. Glass. I'm talking about, I think, just a I, shard of glass. I think my nail just roughed up the concrete. And oh, oh, yeah. I don't know what this guy was talking about. Uh, well, that so is use your feet, y'all. In your shoes. <laughs> that is the last chapter up to date, by the way, as of 1909 of that octopus of the, story. Um, yeah. Of the prospector. Uh-huh. But the octopus is liable to break into society in a new place most any time. Aren't you glad you don't have to live in, under that kind of fear? Imagine, like, that, that's quite like, what if that was like an alternate dimension? Where it was exactly the same as it is right now, mm. but every once in a while, octopus, octopus in, in your bed. 
Can octopus even survive out of water? For a time. That's maybe. a good question. How do they breathe? That's my thing. That's a great question, Michael. I don't know. Spencer, are you looking that up? I am Googling this right now. Would that make them How a jellyfish breathe? In short, an octopus could survive out of the water for several minutes. It does have gills, so you, you don't want to keep it out for too long. I mean, I'm guessing seen... this one was not alive. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. You think it was some, you know, village hooligan tossing dead octopuses, octopi. In people's beds. It's, it's only just one octopus. So yeah, I keep uh, saying yeah, octopi. Oh, What's the just, difference? Is it just it's actually one? octopodes is the real plural. Octopi. No. Yes. Yes, it is. You're being real? I'm being real. My whole life, octopus, everybody says octopi. Octo- yeah, well, they got it wrong. Octopus. And this is a lesson for everybody here. This is a nice little tidbit, guys. It is. Everybody <laughs> lean in. It derives from Greek roots. Octopi uses a Latin plural. Doesn't make any sense. Okay. So the actual plural is I, I don't know. Maybe it's not octopodes. Maybe it's octop- octopodes or something. I don't know. That but it's not octopi. It's not octopi. Wow. What is that? The but you, you can say though? octopi. I, I just talked about how I don't like turn into a stickler about things. And now I'm like, oh, actually, it's not <laughs> octopi. And you're stupid for thinking that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I don't care. If you say octopi, everybody knows what you're talking about. It's just an interesting little effect. Except Spencer will hold it against you for the rest of his the life. The rest of your life. Yeah. Your what short makes, life. What makes you think you're going to outlive me? Octopi. Michael, I got something that uh, I'd like you to read and respond to. Let's go. This is coming from Cora.com in a new segment. We'll see how long it lasts. But I'm labeling the Dream Index. So, uh, if you would kindly read the headline here. Let's see. Asked by River E. Reading question. What is the dream meaning of tiny yellow snails falling from the tree onto my arm? Why are you reading it like it's slam poetry? (laughs) (laughs) Yellow snails falling loud out of tree. With a snap set. With no shells. I can't, I can't. <laughs> Not slugs. <laughs> say, more, say more than two syllables at a time. Okay. And this one so biting funny. me. And then, <laughs> this is so much Okay, and their tails burning my skin. <laughs> you, okay, can we get it one snap, more time? Snap, snap, I'm going to need snap, it from snap, the top. Snap, snap, okay, snap. Can we get it one more time? Okay, question. What is the dream meaning of tiny yellow snails? Into the top of the microphone. Ah, start I, can't, I can't. I can't. I'm crying right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Craig, stop looking at me. All right. What is the dream? What is the dreamy meaning of tiny yellow snails falling from the tree? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I told Spencer I'm not good at this. Dude, I had. I'm not I, taking it back. I failed multiple assignments over. <laughs> Over reading you're, PowerPoints. Like Michael, I, you're in a judgment-free zone right now. I can't. The whole Here we world. go. Here we go. Okay. Let's get The serious. world is a judgment-free zone if you don't give a shit. Okay. True. Tattoo that on you. Again, I'm going to read the same style because I know I am. <laughs> what is the dreamy? <laughs> what is... <laughs> Craig, you're looking at me. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. We're, we, are both, we are both averting our eyes. 
I feel the eyes. I'm going to take these headphones off. All right. <laughs> I can still hear you, though, because we're in the same room. <laughs> I didn't immediately. All right. Me and Spencer are going to get serious right now, Michael. Here we go. Ready. Action. Beep, beep. What is... <laughs> what is she saying? Beep, beep. Dude, that's the little thing, the little clack. It goes clack. Yeah, but it goes clack and then beep. Like it doesn't beep. Marker, marker. Like yeah, there you go. Mark, mark. You have to go up and stomach. Okay. Oh. Cora. From Cora. Dot mm. com. What is the dreaming meaning of tiny yellow snails falling from the tree onto my arms with no shells, not slugs, and one biting me? And the hair tails burning my skin. Okay. Question mark. What is the okay? I can take that back. You did an excellent, excellent job. Excellent job, Michael. You did incredibly. Snaps. Dude, I'm around. telling you, I'm telling you, this is when I found out reading things is not for me. I go talking about I think first year out of high school. I was just like, all right, I'm not reading anything ever again out of a PowerPoint. <laughs> just going. Straight out the dome. Uh, so what is the dream meaning of... Uh... That's a top 1% Quora post, by the way. <laughs> I loved it. I saw that and I think I actually audibly gasped. Can you give me one more time, Spencer, just all the way through, please? So my thing is... What is, that, is oh. the dream meaning of tiny yellow snails falling from tree onto my arm with no shells, not slugs, and one biting me and their trails burning my skin? It's the not slugs. That's, that's key. my <laughs> thing. Yeah. What is not, not slugs? slugs? They are shellless snails. They are shellless snails. They are not slugs. It's like how there's legless lizards, but they're not snails. Right, 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 right. That's real, by the way. Yes. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's true. So can a snail live out live out of its shell? And well, then, in the dream they can. The just evolve dream. to a slug? That's well, probably no. how they came. They, creatures don't normally digivolve, no, but <laughs> digivolve. Uh I, I actually looked up uh, snail dream meaning. Okay. And I found a website called dreammoods.com. But did you look up shellless I, that, snail They didn't moods. have that. Okay. I, well, they do have snails and this slugs. This is niche. Now, you'll be happy to know this is maybe one of the top five dumbest websites I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, so the dreamy meaning of, <laughs> of snails is as follows. Snails. To see a snail in your dream suggests that you are being overly sensitive you are feeling inhibited, but desire to be more outgoing and energetic. Mm. Alternative, <laughs> I'm leaving it in after Michael's thing. I'm, that's just, it's only fair. <laughs> Alternatively, a snail suggests that you are making steady progress toward a goal. You need to go at your own pace. Here's my thing, though. They just said the snail is making. It means you're making steady progress towards your goal. But in her dream, the trails of those slugs are hurting her. Yeah. So this journey is hurting her. Well, I yeah. Well, I also looked up what slugs. She's on the wrong was. journey. I, I looked up what slugs mean according to this very same page, this Slugger. very same website. To see slugs in your dream indicate that you are progressing through life in a slow, steady, and persistent manner. Perhaps you are moving painfully slowly toward a goal. Painfully slowly. Alternatively, the dream may be a pun on feeling sluggish. <laughs> Who dreams in pun? I don't. That's not the only reference they do. They're like, "Oh, the dream Feeling might be a sluggish." Though, come to, on now, now. To dream that slugs are coming out from inside your body suggests that you are having difficulties expressing some aspect of your emotion. Mm -hmm. Consider where in your body are the slugs coming out from. You know. Now, 
maybe even that doesn't sound so bad. But every single entry on the uh, the dictionary page for this website that's uh, has the words that start with the letter Y is fucking outrageous. <sighs> for example, yogurt. To see or eat yogurt in your dream suggests that you need to learn to behave appropriately for the different situations and various circumstances you find yourself mm. in. So I guess my question is, whoever wrote that, uh-huh. I mean, do you think... It's I mean, a child. It's obviously nonsense, but... You think that's, you know, you want to hear some real nonsense? Well, I guess my, my point is, are they basing that off anything? Or no. they, they just made it up? The, I guarantee you it's just made up. Okay. I will retract my statement either for a full explanation from this webmaster or $15,000. But there's not some, like, dreamology you know, textbook that that's coming from? $1,500. Uh, no, I don't believe so. Because another entry on the same page is YouTube. Okay. To dream that you are watching YouTube that's signifies... That is a big problem. <laughs> signifies subconscious thoughts and ideas that are flowing in your mind. That is what a dream is. <laughs> so my thing is, when you touch a slug or something, don't you get like warts? No. I think that's frogs. Oh, never mind. Also not true. That's what they say, though. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's it's a myth. Or is it turtles? No, turtles. You just get peed on if you touch a turtle. Yeah. Also or frogs. Bit. Or salmonella. Yeah. Frogs pee on people. Frogs pee on people. Yeah. You heard it here first, first folks. Frogs, Frogs pee, pee on, on people. people. This special animal. You could get a disease from the trail. The, from the, the, sna- trail? the snail trail? Yeah, or the slug trail, slug snail trail. Hi there. Spencer here again in what is clearly a recurring segment, whether I feel like admitting it or not. This is the fourth time that I've done something like this, so might as well call it like we see it. Welcome to Fact Check Corner or something. You can, in fact, get a disease from slug slime or snail slime or shellless snail slime. If you consume raw or undercooked slugs or snails, which I don't recommend, and if those raw or undercooked slugs or snails carry a certain parasitic nematode by the name of Angiostrongulus cantonensis, or the rat lungworm, a major cause of eosinophilic meningitis in humans. But that's only if you eat them. And we weren't talking about that. We were talking about having them crawling around on you. You don't get sick from that or everybody be in the hospital from all the slug touching we do. Anyway, to sum things up, Michael isn't technically correct enough to be awarded any points for this one. So sorry, Michael. Better luck next week. Let's get back to it. These are not slugs, Michael. They're snails. Shellless snails. What is a hermit crab without a a a shell? A crab. (laughs) Come on now. See, this is why I tag this podcast as philosophy. This is precisely why. Come on now. That's no, dude. This I just know slug. Put salt on slugs. it. Put They're salt, not slugs. Put salt She's on very it. Very clear. Put they salt are shellless snails. They're not slugs. Do snails live in the water? Um. Do they clean your uh, fish tank? If you threw a snail in a, a body of water, would it drown? I think it just get kind of mad. I mean, does it swim? All snails do not live in water. Some do. I mean, you've seen them, like Michael said, the aquarium. Yeah, the, the, like, the, stick the ones the on the glass. Yeah. That's what I'm So thinking. they breathe underwater? I don't really know what they do. Snails might as well be aliens, as far as I'm concerned. Most animals might as well be aliens. Eat algae, I'll tell you that. You eat the algae? They eat the algae. They, they don't leave any for you? No, sir. Messed up. Funny Nemo. <laughs> yeah, you're right. One last question from the files of Is It Weird? Is it- I'm going to ask the both of you, 
Okay. Is it strange to take naps in cemeteries? Yes. And I'd like to have a, a scale from one to five at the end of this to sort of anchor us. Okay. Give us a, a point to this. Sure. Depends how long the nap is. But I thought you were going to be way against this. That's interesting. I mean, I, oh, do do you mean think, like, I do think it's weird, but like, let's say you. Now, if you nap forever. Yeah, that makes sense in a cemetery. No, like, let's say you nap, dirt nap. Over, uh-huh. over like 10 minutes. Yeah, that's weird. But like, let's say you sleep like you got there, you know, talking to your grave, man. Um, close your eyes. Napped. For like two seconds. Nah, man. You just dozed off. Yeah, dozed off. Not a nap. You dozed off. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think just going to a grave, yeah, that's pretty weird, but yeah. Is there? Is that just the question? That is the full question. Uh, so I reckon it's probably... From, from Gen S. Oh, I'd probably put it about a six. I'm out not, of five? I'm not going to hose somebody off the bench. If oh, three out of, we're, we're out of five. We'll say three out of five. Out of five? Okay, yeah. I'll give it a... 2.9. 2.9. I'm not quite a three, but 2.9. Michael? I am a five out of five. You seemed more open to this than Craig did at the beginning, and I guess something changed that you didn't tell us. No, I just think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <sighs> yeah, you sleeping out, like... Things change quickly. Dude, not even homeless people slipping in the graveyards. Come on now. Yeah, you're right. I'd rather, I'd rather sleep in... Cold that. concrete sidewalk, you know. Then around some ghosts. Yeah, then around mm. some, yeah. The spirits. Yeah. Then on a nice marble man's <laughs> tombstone. <laughs> In a mausoleum. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they like have like, sometimes they have like the little houses. The mausoleum. Oh, oh, yeah. There we go. yeah, yeah, the big. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy. I'd rather sleep. A you columbarium. Know, yeah, I'd rather sleep in a. I don't know, bus stop then. Right. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's right. I, I wouldn't want to sleep in a cemetery. I mean, I've often said this, but you can ask anybody. You say that about a lot of stuff that you say. That I say. That's not always true. Where, um, so there's only two ways I want to be buried. One. Vertically. No. Vertically. <laughs> no. Either I want a full-blown mausoleum in a tomb. I want a tomb. A shrine, basically. And I, I don't like the word shrine, but I like the word mausoleum. Well, that's what you're going to get. I like a tomb. If I if that with your servants and everything, yeah, yeah, all my worldly possessions, yep. gold, yep. silver, your many wives, right. Um, if we can't swing that at my funeral, <laughs> and that's if, just put me in a pine wood box and throw me in the Chesapeake Bay, a pine overcoat. That's right. The so, bay, the bay. You don't think the bay is gross enough? Yeah, I want just send me back to the earth. That's the water. Send me the crabs will eat me. <laughs> they will. They don't give a shit. Yeah, I know. They'll pull you apart like a chicken so drumstick. I, so hold on. In that. a little mausoleum, do you get yeah. buried under it or in you're, it? I think you're or, above ground. You're above ground. Yeah, is yeah. Is? In, a, in a columbarium, I think. Yeah, they uh, they just like put you in a. I don't want to say a drawer. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> and ideally, if I if I do make the mausoleum, I would be pre-buried with like dust before you even die. Like they put dust in the sarcophagi, sarcophagus. Yeah, just one. So I've, I've actually so that been... when they when they opened it up in a hundred years ago, and the dust flies sort of out a... of it. Right, like the they put whatever the opposite of WD forty is on the hinges. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually, actually, thought about this as well. And okay, sure. It's either you bury me like under a tree where I get shade all seasons, sure, yeah, yeah, or 
I'd want you like to separate me in packs, like burn me and separate me in packs. <laughs> and all into my those, friends carry a pack, basically your... carry a pack in their pockets everywhere. Oh, not even like to scatter you. They just have to cart you around. <laughs> yeah, they just have you me in the like, pocket. They, you put your ashes like in a little baggie or something. Yeah, <laughs> like a little little two ounce bag or something. You know what I'm saying, yeah, like you know, and they just carry me around with you. You know, I go to work with you. I go to the golf course with you. But <laughs> well, I mean, Michael, you're gonna. You know, I go to the beach with you. I go. You know, you're gonna get lost on the beach, man. Dude, I'm everywhere. I'm How many people are you gonna get divided amongst? I mean, all of your I don't know. I don't know how heavy I'm gonna be. Your but, apostles. I mean, <laughs> but I'm gonna be everywhere. <laughs> I mean, if you want a pack, you take it. Spend it too. Uh, at the funeral, everybody. You could have two. You know, back. leave me one at one part of your house. At one the wake, everybody takes a pack. Yeah, everybody takes a pack. <laughs> it's like a little get it goodie yeah, bag, and it's gonna be like five hundred of them. Do not scatter these, by the way. The about, deceased has requested. Are you imagining like sweet and low packets, just like a little? Uh, <laughs> no, I want the clear packets. The like, clear see, packets. Okay. that's that's my thing. Like uh, a little cremate me, bag. cremate me, and then everybody, you, you get a little piece, you get a little sprinkle. But you got to use it for pranks. For pranks. Prank ashes. That's right. God, you ever see those videos of like people scattering their loved ones' ashes like on, just, on the ocean and it just gets right, everywhere? Yeah, right back in their <laughs> man, face. Like in the that, was, that would bother me, man. Oh, yeah. that's <sighs> Not yeah. if you're dead. Not, well, I mean, it would bother me if I was the one throwing the ashes. Oh, living. I don't want ashes all over me. That's just why you got to make sure you don't outlive anybody. <laughs> and on that note... We're going to wrap it up for tonight. Thank you so much for putting up with us. I still haven't written an outro. I'll consult with you guys on the outro. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have a powwow. This is so embarrassing. Thank I swear you. this never happens. I swear, I swear. Thank you to the fans. Thank you to the fans. Thank you to the fans. All right. See you guys next week. See you all next week. Bye, guys. Outro. <laughs>